0: What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. Where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Will Chertoff, who is the co-founder of Clerk.Chat. Welcome to the show. How's it going?
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's going uh, it's going well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty well. I you know had my first cup of coffee this morning, feeling feeling good at going into the podcast zone, and stoked to be learning more about clerk.chat For people that don't know what what, what you're working on, they have they haven't heard of it. I'm kind of. Can you tell them what you're working on?
1: Yeah. So Clerk is uh, largely just an integration company that uh, specializes in merging multiple communication streams. Um, and our first product is a integration to Slack that allows people to send and receive SMS uh, right inside Slack.
0: So let's go into a little bit of how it works. So if I, if I was to sign up for clerk, Hey, um, I, I guess you'd like, do I just hook up my number and then I kind of respond to messages in Slack? I would just love to hear a little bit about the user experience and how it works.
1: Yeah, so the user experience is, is, is pretty straightforward. Um, it's a one click install to get started with clerk. Uh, there's a button on clerk.chat that says add to Slack. Once you click that button, Um, You'll be taken right into Slack, uh, where you'll interact with the application uh, the rest of the way. There's no web app component. Um, All interactions are done directly through Slack. So as soon as the bot is added to Slack, uh, you have a chance to select a unique phone number uh, that we will provision for you. And once you select that number, you can uh, send and receive messages within Slack using that number.
0: And I'd love to hear a little bit about why you decided to get started with this. Or I guess, in other words, what's the origin of the story for Clark?
1: Um, There's kind of like a smart sounding version. And then there's kind of the actual uh, version. The the actual version was, uh, I was just out walking one day uh, at the beach. And I got a notification on my phone from a co-founder of mine that uh, had opened a new repository on GitHub. And the repository said uh clerk sms for slack and i just thought to myself oh that's an excellent idea and i bet a bunch of people would use that it's not a billion dollar idea maybe but it's a somewhat useful tool that wouldn't take terribly too long to build so i immediately called him uh told him i could build it in a weekend and uh we just went from there launched it the next weekend
0: tell me about kind of that 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 process of building and launching a lot of people listen that are like that, but then a lot of people listen to like, you probably take like months and months to, to build and perfect and then launch. And then, you know, it takes so much longer than it could kind of, how, how do you, um, just walk me through that weekend. Like how'd you build it in a weekend and how'd you, how'd you decide to launch it and get it out there?
1: So, so yeah, I, I think the hardest thing, maybe I'll call it startup paralysis. Um, once you start a company, there are a million people asking you to do a million things uh, day one. So it's really easy to put a lot of, lot of energy in and just be spread out in a bunch of different directions. Um, and I, I see a lot of companies and products do this before they even find product market fit. Um, so from day one, uh, my co-founders and I, we, we kind of made a, uh, a manifesto that we would only build absolute necessary features. Um, people call this an MVP, but, but really, like, I feel like most people overcomplicate the MVP. The, the MVP really should be just this single core feature that's gonna get someone to, to click on your app and say, yes, I want this, this solves a problem for me. Um, so that's what we started with. We, we literally started with the thesis, can we create a Slack bot that allows people to simply send a text and then receive a text? Um, we figured that core feature alone would bring enough traction and, and start getting us installs, uh, and, and, and we were right. So, so, so the most important lesson learned here again is just really, really, really s- strip down the MVP, um, strip it down to the point where it, it pretty much only does one thing.
0: And it. Uh, how have you thought about building the product from then? Or I guess in other words, like how do you think about product development now and like balancing user requests, balancing just like things that you could build? Um, how actually I'll, I'll phrase the question like this. How do you know what to build next um, when you sit down to work today or tomorrow? Um, is this like a ship list or kind of, how do you think about features?
1: Yeah. So we went through multiple iterations of, of trying to figure out what to build next. It's, it's a very good question. And it's, it's what happens, I think right after you get initial product market fit, um, you start getting feedback and all your customers are asking for 10 different things and you wanna build them all and then you get tired and burnt out. So it's very important to come up with some sort of strategy to kind of just, I guess, group the requests. Um, ours was pretty simple at first. We would just keep a spreadsheet um, and group similar customer feature requests. And then the feature with the highest count uh would get developed um shortly after we kind of adopted that strategy we realized that our new customers weren't coming in for the features we were developing but they were coming in for the feature we developed on day 1 uh, and this was another important lesson that you can build 20 50 features but the, the those features are really to keep your current customers happy to get new customers it's it's often that your first core feature is actually the one uh, that is that is uh, getting your your most pull, I guess.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes sense. It's It's almost like you sometimes you have founders that you know hit it out of the park with their first company um, and they're just like great founders, you know, and then they they try again I and mean, they don't they don't fail, but they don't find the same level of success because oftentimes like there's more things that go on with an idea than the idea. There's the market there's luck, there's people on your team, things like that. Um, so what would you say, like, as you've gone, gone on the process of building this, launching it, figuring out what to build or what not to build, um, what have been some things you kind of have learned about the market, the people that you're serving, um, or just product development, or working in the team? Would love to just hear a couple of learnings that you kind of had over the, over the time that you've been working on Clerk
1: yeah, so so, from a general product perspective, um, I think why I was attracted to this idea in the first place uh, was I, I love thinking about uh, what current technologies or future technologies have some likelihood of merging in the future. So how will they merge, and like what sort of leverage will be created from that merge. Um, you can find examples of kind of these technologies merging all throughout product and tech history. Uh, AWS is a perfect example. They took system operation engineers and data centers and merged those two technologies together uh, and they created probably one of the most valuable businesses uh, right now. Um, in the case of SMS and slack. It's not uh, AWS scale, but I noticed that slack was an excellent uh, communication tool for internal communications and SMS was excellent for it, if not the best uh, for external communication so I said, okay, these services will probably merge at some point in the future. Uh, so I just developed a system to do that. Um, and sh- we shortly found that uh, that thesis was right. Te- internal teams love having kind of a centralized way to communicate with customers. Uh, and especially uh, they don't, they, they could use a variety of external tools. Um, but again, our thesis was we don't, our customers actually don't want new tools. They They just want, To use the same tool that they've been working with uh, and that tool is slack
0: well when was the point you actually realized that because i saw a tweet a couple of i don't know it might have been like even today or yesterday but like it's that oh you got all these people trying all these new tools and like trying to try to be more productive but the people that are this isn't hundred percent true, but like there's definitely truth to it, but like the people that has used the good old pen and paper or a notepad or what you know whatever, like not just pen and paper, but just some simple tools are the ones that are actually getting stuff done versus all these like this productivity app and this and this. um when, when was the moment you realized that people didn't want these new tools? they just like wanted to use what they've been using just a in little, a little bit of a more seamless way. and was that kind of like a eureka moment for you, or what did it did it unfold? Was it an onion over time?
1: Again, s- simple kind of unsmart I'll say answer. I-, I ran out of hotkeys on my computer to switch applications. Uh, I-, I use a tool called better touch tool to, s- to switch applications. And-, and one day I was like, I, I-, I only have nine numbers. Uh, I, can't- I can't switch any more applications. Uh, why am I switching to these 10 different web apps uh, that re- remotely do like the same thing? Um, and-, and I figured that as a small business or As a technology business or not even a technology business really um everyone is trying to get in your inbox with some new product for productivity uh some new team tool and it's exhausting as a business owner because yes those those things are interesting and you need to be aware of them if they can 10x 20x your productivity but at the same time if you're always looking for the best tool you're probably not focused on your actual business um i won't call it tool paralysis but There's just, uh, there's a lot of noise. So we figured that our customers uh, would want just a simple way to integrate with systems that they already had instead of using uh, an additional web app or iPhone application or something like that.
0: Yeah, I know. I am sometimes a culprit of this. Like I'm product hunt There's every, every like second there's a new app and I, I always, I always like click into it. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. I, I'll, I'll stick with, um, I just know it's honestly, I, I like the Notes app. Um, so how do you kind of think about something that's simple now, but in the future, if you looked out like five to 10 years, um, like what could, uh, what could Clerk become? Um, or I guess in other words, like what's your vision for it and where, where do you see it going?
1: Right. So, so Clerk started in Slack, uh, but obviously there are many other messaging systems uh, in the market that that could probably benefit from, from this same integration. Uh, so that's, that's definitely something on our radar. Uh, but in immediate term, kind of one of our main feature requests was, uh, okay, can I get my contacts or uh, this list of numbers into the app? So that, that was one of our biggest requests from day one. Um, and so it led us down this path of, okay, do we build an internal uh, CRM tool? And we quickly decided against that as it kind of went against our core philosophy of building yet another tool. Um, So what we did is we created an integrations inside Clerk uh, to connect your HubSpot and Salesforce or other CRM tools inside Clerk. Um, So you can simply use Clerk to message your contacts in those existing CRMs uh, instead of having to Upload your contacts to Clerk and do the same process you did for your other CRM all over again. So, so we're kind of expanding on that front as well, uh, adding more CRM integrations uh, and going after different chat providers.
0: And then to kind of push the vision along and to 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 make it happen, you you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need customers. You might need employees. Um, you know, you know, down the line, you might you might need investors if you want that. Um, but what you'll you'll definitely need is help from the Forward Thinking Founders community. So for my last question for you is, how can the Forward Thinking Founders community help? Are you hiring, looking for users, looking for investment, BD partnerships? H- how can we assist?
1: Yeah, so we would love is, love users, love feedback. Um, if anyone in the Forward Thinking Founders would love to like communicate, I don't know, with maybe potential clients through SMS, um, please install clerk, give it a try uh, give us feedback. Uh, we feedback is literally what has progressed the product forward from day one. So we're happy to, uh, get it into as many hands as possible.
0: And then if someone wanted to do that, they wanted to check it out, give it a shot. Um, how, where can they find you online? What's the URL? Are you on Twitter? Um, you, you've an email. How can people get in touch?
1: Yeah. So if you just visit clerk.chat, um, uh, there's a support chat, little button in the lower left corner it's a live chat um if you start typing there we'll get right back to you uh within within minutes
0: all right well i appreciate you coming on to the podcast and best of luck with clerk clerk chat
1: yeah thanks so
0: much the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles, so if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually, one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know the way. The reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents, and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city. Join the city, and you'll see immediately the the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event, and I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.